Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 298. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. We're going to do the arc of breaking the mold by talking about some completely unplayable cards. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? We are back. What is going down? A whole ton's going down. We're back two days in a row for March's extra special bonus show. We're going to talk about cards that nobody plays, but we think that you definitely should. Before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com. They are your source for all your gaming needs. Very much so. And every card we talk about today can be had most likely on the very cheap, mm. even cheaper, if you use CCO Spring promo code at checkout to save 5% off. 5% off shit that you should probably have anyway? Yes, these are cards that you should probably play if you play, like we play, casual commander. And I'm going to extend that to casual, moderate, and high power commander because some of these cards in the right deck are very good. Some of these cards will slap the lips clean off of your face to land directly on your dink, which will then get stomped into the dirt. Mm-hmm. That's a lip and dink stomp? That's right. A slomp, if you will. A slip slomp. <laughs> slip slomp! Oh, man. <laughs> T-shirt. Yeah, we got a new t-shirt. Slip slumps. Man, fantastic. <laughs> the next oh, CCO Kickstarter right there, the slip slump t-shirt. I don't know what the picture is going to look like, but it's going to be it's going to be censored at Magic Fest, baby. <laughs> We're going to have to get those pronoun stickers and stick them all over our whole shirt. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Yes. Okay, so today we're back. It's the bonus episode for March. We're talking about all things 3CMC. Uh-oh. Now, efficiency is what you're talking about. We're talking about the best creatures, the most powerful enchantments, right? No. What? Well, here's the thing. Over the last little while, let's say, I'm not going to put a time frame on it, but over the last little while, Commander has... I don't want to say sped up, but it's gotten to a point where people say things like, I don't even play four drop Wrath of Gods anymore. I can only have one or two five drops in my deck because that'll make my deck too slow. Three drop mana rocks are almost unplayable. And we think, and we know a lot of people out there in CCO Nation would tend to agree that there are many three drop mana rocks that are very good and for those who don't think that who who listen to content online say the format speeding up and say that you can't play three drop mana rocks we want to just give some information and or our opinions on that so this is the three drop mana rock episode and Tune in on Friday because Friday's top five in five, we don't usually give it away, but Friday's top five in five is going to be our top five three CMC mana rocks. Oh, shit. For the for the new kids, the top five three mana value mana rocks. Yeah. 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 So let's peep the notes. Let's see if we, we, we got a little bit of business that we didn't, we alluded to yesterday on the regular show, but we've got a little bit more time today to just expand on some of the stuff that we were 
hinting at. Yeah, and if you haven't listened to last days, last days, yes, I was going to say yesterday and last week's at the same time. But what I meant was yesterday's show. You should because it's really good. We did a really fun deck, and we talked about this crazy arm behind us. Yep. And you're going to know what that is if you're watching on YouTube, which you fucking should be. And I explained that to you on the show too. Mostly, it was screaming and pointing. But I have to agree mm. with, with all of the screaming and the pointing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so big thanks to all the subs. Big thanks to all the people that are helping bring future content to everybody out there in CCO Nation. This thing, I'll, I'll give I'll give a little synopsis. It is a camera boom to shoot top down for gameplay footage. That is something that's coming out. If you want to be featured in the credits for it, you can become a patron supporter over at patreon.com slash CCO podcast. We would very much appreciate it because it's going to be lots of fun and stuff that people have been asking for for a long time now. Now, with this thing being so hefty and like a lot less flimsy than I thought it was going to be, are we going to be able to like take this with us places? Uh, it folds up like it, it gets small. We might have to check a bag. Mm, I hate checking bags. I do too, but it might be worth it because maybe when events start up again, maybe we can include some of our friends in the nation on on the show sometime. That'd be fun. Ooh, yeah. That'd be something that'd be neat. We could take the show on the road a little bit. Oh, that could be part of the CCO experience, which is another sort of piece of content that we're going to package when we go to events. For everybody who doesn't spend time with us at events that would like to, but they're in different parts of the world, the country, they can't make it for whatever reason... We want to show off what it's like to go to a Magic Fest with Ryan and Brando and CCO Nation because it's a ton of fun. So yeah. this kind of equipment and bags to carry it and I don't have it, but our like our microphone carrying case and the wires and the lights and the, the stuff that you can't see. Yeah. It's all because of the patrons and things like the Kickstarter. And a lot of the times you get super sweet bonus stuff like shirts and... The newest thing that's coming to the website. Oh, look at that. Right back to what we were talking right. about earlier. That's a segue. Right back. Well, it's almost like I got show notes and we did some prep to... Oh, yeah. People don't see that, but that is the time that it yeah. takes to, to to put together something that isn't just like, uh, um, uh, that thing, and then have, <laughs> have an editor edit the crap out of it and it looks all chopped together. Anyways, yes. yeah, big thanks to the editors. <laughs> yes. Joe um, and Tyler do great jobs. Very good jobs. Right back to the website, a couple of the things that are coming there, some new CCO stickers. They are just some fun, I guess, little things that, that we like to for people to have. They're they, like, yeah, they're in-jokes. They're fun. They say CCO on them. There's a Rule Zero one coming out that's a ton of fun. And Ghee Pizza helped us make it, and Brando and I think it's hilarious. We don't want to spoil it because we don't have it yet, but when we have them, we'll show you, like, the high-res photo, oh, and, and people people can have the high-res photo in, in the Discord, and, and the stickers will be available online. And those two are fun little things that you can get that just help the show. And yeah. it doesn't take a whole ton of stick sticker sales, for example, to help us get a carrying case for this thing, yeah. for example, because it's... Like it folds, but it's not that small. <laughs> and then, and and I will give this one away. We do have a sticker coming that is a spice rating sticker, and Ooh. and I'm gonna send the file so Joe or Tyler, whoever's doing the show, can put the spice rating sticker on, where it says CCO spice rating, and there's like. Instead of Scoville rating at the bottom, it's your CCOville rating at the bottom. <laughs> and you can put your own spice rating 
right on your deck box. Neat. You just write it in, whatever your spice rating is, and then, then, then you say, well, Ryan and Brando, how do I get the spice rate? Like, what's the formula? Yeah, people are going to say that because people say that. Well, you go to commandercooko.com or ccopodcast.com because we have that too. Yeah. <laughs> just so nobody can steal it from us. <laughs> like we stole it from Christian Coalition Outreach. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go to- they took our Gmail address. We took... Their website. Everything else they could ever want. We showed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you go to the website, and somewhere on the website, once it's updated, when we have these stickers all and, and, and everything, the spice calculator is going to be either available for download there in Excel format, or it's going to be coded right in so you can just punch it into the website. But I don't know how to do that, so somebody in the nation's going to have to maybe work with me on that. Either way, it'll be available so you can get your own new and improved spice rating we've changed the formula a little bit tweaked the recipe yes and you can have that all with with the spice rating and it's and it's a lot of fun there's flames it's like a little hot sauce thing it's cool it's it's fantastic so again just big thanks to everybody who's helped made that possible help make that possible thanks to ghee pizza for working with us and and just putting up with all of our crap. Yeah, taking our stupid little weird suggestions and stuff. <laughs> just like, uh, sure, I guess I can do that. Yeah, the, the, the man does good work. Yeah, and, he, and I think he freelances a little bit. So if you're looking for somebody to do your graphics, to do that kind of stuff oh, yeah. for you, hit him up on Twitter. He's a great guy and he does really good work, as you can see by all the work he's done for us. Yes, very much so. Now, back to... Back to three CMC mana rocks. Three rocks in a sock. The episode. Uh, three rocks in a sock and Max Crandell. Oh, man. I'm so looking forward to that again. I can't wait. I can't wait to see Max, hey? It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I'll bet you when we see Max, you know who else we're going to see? I'm going to hit him with the onion bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you we're going to have to see Dana, too. And oh. then we're going to have to sit through another one of his goddamn lectures about how the best three mana mana rock of all time is Manolith. And it's so good and he's so happy he can play it because it's so efficient and there's no bells or whistles and it just does what it's supposed to do, which is make a man of any color. It's consistent. Yeah. He loves consistency. Yeah. He loves yeah. consistency. Like... He should Tapi- be on. He should be on consistency cookout podcast. Yeah, I'll bet you tapioca is his favorite food because of the consistency. Nothing to do with the flavor. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'll bet that's true. I bet it is. I, I, you know what? It is true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's on the internet. Yeah, it must yeah. be. It, it's on the internet because we put it there. But it's true. I'm gonna go on Dana Roach's wiki page and say that his favorite food is tapioca pudding. Oh, it's probably true. Mm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Let's 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 get into it. Okay, let's get into it. All right. Why do we advocate for them? We, we've kind of we've kind of answered this already, but why do we advocate them? What's the positive reason to play these? I've hit the reason why I don't like the two mana mana rocks quite heavily well, we'll, over time. We'll get we'll there. get to that. We'll get there. But the three mana mana rock, I think, is one of the coolest design spaces in Magic right now because Ooh. they're all something that you. You, you need to play. Like, you kind of do have to include ramp in your deck these days. You need you ramp. like that or not, you got to have it. And the three drop ones, especially the new ones that are coming out now, you're going to see one or even two in every set that just does something else that's neat. Something it's, thematic is, for your deck or something yeah. mechanically tied to what your deck does. Exactly. How cool is it when you can, like, I can tap this for a mana of my color. Sure, but this also taps for a man of your color, and maybe it does something else that your deck is already doing, or it has like some kind of a bonus effect, or if you draw it late game and you've got you don't really need it, 
it can do something else. Like there's so many things that they can do. And in the last couple of sets, I think that Watsi has really kind of opened their creative vault a little bit. Ooh. And they're actually willing to put some fairly powerful effects on a pretty generic card. And and they do that because they limit the amount of decks that could play it by adding a color to it. See Cursed Mirror, see Over Crowded Tomb or whatever it's called, right? Yeah. The, the black and the red ones? Yeah. They can limit who can play these and then they can make them more powerful for the strategy that does play them. Yeah. Right? It and needs to have red in it or it needs to have black in it. Right? Yeah, which is really cool. And again, it's it opens the design space. So it makes you... If you look at a card and say, oh, it's a three mana mana rock. I don't like that. Well, but you're missing so much by just sloughing them off to the side. Yeah. They're not all key runes and whatever, which we're going to talk we're about gonna, in yeah. a bit. But like some of them are really cool. Like Strixhaven Stadium, a replicating ring. Like There's some really interesting and really cool cards yeah, out there. there it is. Okay, so that's why you would play them. Now, I've, I've got a little thing here, and maybe this is the same question I'm asking in a different way, but I want to cover the negative space too in, in why are these better than two drop rocks? Because two drop, one drop, or zero drops, because those are obviously faster. They give you your mana sooner. They take you from three to four, two to three, three to four, four to five. One to two faster and that is maybe better because three drops are powerful now or four drops are powerful now like if you got one card combo on your commander and your commander costs three or four like in my animar deck i play all the zero drops because i need animar on turn one or two it, are are we okay with this in regular commander or or do we just want to say like Leave that in CEDH. Like, why don't we want z zero, one, and two drop rocks? Now, Ryan's hitting you with the mathematical functions as to why those are really good <laughs> cards. I'm going to tell you why I don't like them. And it's because I think that they're uninteresting. When I, If you're going to play a card that's boring, and ramp is boring, okay? Getting more land, more mana is like the most basic thing that every deck does. There's nothing inherently exciting about it on its own and the one and the zeros the ones and the twos are that's what they do and that's all they do it's like i have this card and it makes more mana that is all. this is just another land that i can it's like my second land for the turn yeah like that's all that mox diamond is and that's it <laughs> yeah and it, it's a, it's and you paid hundreds of dollars for that Right, and the the price isn't necessarily the 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 cause or the case. Yeah, because it, I mean, like, you can look at arcane signet. You can look at well, soul ring's the best. We're not we're not arguing against yeah. the, the the power level or whether you should include these or not. We're just we're just comparing them to three drops and asking the question: Why do people prefer these now as opposed to these fun and interesting cards that do the same thing? And I think that you answered it earlier, where it's like it's that. You want to do your things a turn sooner. That's that's why people do it. It's efficiency. It's that... Is, I don't want to is, say it's the commander arms race. I was just, just going to say, is this an arms race thing? Because I don't, I don't think it is personally, but I think that as the format becomes better supported in the world and more played just 
everywhere. Yeah. You're seeing an influx of players that prefer to play the more, even in their casual decks, like even when they're doing something janky and casual that is in no way CDH, you still see the two drop mana rocks, the hyper efficiency to try and get their, their stupid meme rolling quicker. Yeah. You, you know what? You, you hit on something there. My yeah. Dragon's Approach deck, for example, is it's got a mana crypt and it's got, it's got all the sign, all the signets. No, it's got the, the talismans that deal a damage to you that are two mana. It's got mana crypt, mana vault, and it's got, it's got a mox. I don't remember which one because I don't I don't play it very often. But it's got all those things to get dragons approach rolling earlier. Yeah. But you know what's more interesting is is the card that makes it's it's a three drop and it's not a mana rock per se, but it makes spells that I cast that share a name with a card in my graveyard cost one less for each card with that name in my graveyard. Locket of Yesterdays? Locket of Yesterdays. Yeah. I play Locket of Yesterdays, and it's a card that nobody ever knows what it does. And they oh, say... And why would they? Oh my god, that works in Commander. I This card's unplayable in Commander. Unless you're doing this type of strategy. <laughs> unless you're doing this exact thing. And that's why we're an advocate for these kinds of cards. Yeah. Not because of the Locket of Yesterday example explicitly... But because of that type of scenario or that type of example versus Arcane Signet is just like, yeah, it's just, it's just fine. Yeah. And Commander Sphere is, yeah. Yeah. Well, Commander Sphere is a three drop that lets you draw a card too. So like you can cash it in and get it back from your graveyard and loop it and draw cards. Like it lets you do something interesting where Arcane Signet just hangs out. It just hangs out. Yeah. So. I don't know. That's I don't want to waste too much, or I don't want to talk about that too much yeah, because not, I think yeah, we're people dump. We're not dumping on people who want to have their decks be powerful, speedy, efficient, all that stuff. That's not what we're talking about. What we are talking about is that you want to like appreciate and take the time to like appreciate that some of these three drop cards are good, and maybe they don't even slow your deck down as much as people think they do. Uh, you, yeah, I don't. You know what I mean? I'm just adjusting the camera. Sorry. Like, Super podcasting professional, professional. Like I think a lot of people who have seen the old, uh, I don't know if you've ever done this, you probably have, the old Commander Sphere into a one-drop tutor and to draw the card off of the top of your library. Oh, yeah. Like, right? That's it makes your It makes your Vampiric Tutor, like, whoa, really good. Really, really good now, yeah. right? And that's, I pull that out with Atraxa all the time. Yeah. Because of a three-drop Mana Rock. Well, and, and you know what? That That happens maybe on turn three. You know, you know what else would work is land, mox, mox diamond, discard a land, and then play a th- play my vampiric tutor, and then still have a mana left over for a swan song or like some other yeah. counter spell or removal spell. Yeah. And that's the kind of magic that people want to play right now because it's they say that the interaction is more interesting than the cards themselves. I want to interact and I want to play powerful cards that are the best versions of Magic. Maybe because they're coming from Modern because maybe they don't like Modern right now or they don't like Legacy right now. So they're coming to Commander and, and they're interested in playing powerful Magic and powerful Magic as an umbrella is what's interesting versus Locket of Yesterday's or Command Sphere drawing your your yeah. vampire tutor card instead of that being the interesting niche the whole thing as powerful magic is interesting yeah so i don't know maybe maybe that's just food for thought let us know in the comments 
Uh, we're going to get into, I think, some cycles of three-drop mana rocks, and then we're going to go through some of the ones that we play, the most powerful ones. Uh, no spoilers, but we're going to cut it a little bit short because we've got Friday's top five and five with our personal favorite ones. Yeah, it's going to be fucking dope. Yeah, so... Cycles. 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 There is a... Uh, cycles and why you might want to play them, I guess. Ooh. Because you... Titles. You, bullet points. Yeah, like we could... I, I do have bullet points. We could just say, like, the Ramos cycle. That's the, the tooth and the horn and the claw and the eye and, and the, the... butthole and, and the, the dink. Heart? Is that... Oh, yeah, there is a heart. Did I actually get them all? I don't know. I think I did. Tooth, horn, eye, heart. There's a skull. Skull. There. Skull. Skull. Is That's, there a horn? There's a definitely the green one's the horn. Hmm? I'm pause. I'm almost positive that the the green one is the horn of Ramos. Well, what they do is they're a three drop rock that tap for a color, a specific color. One color. One color, like of like the the skull taps for black. I think, right? Yes. And then you can sacrifice them to get another mana of the same color. So yes. you could get two mana in one turn with them. So they're this cycle is good for that. One extra mana to burst you forward. Yeah. Is that why Ramos makes the white, white, blue, blue, black, yes. black, green, green, or red? Yes, nice. because if you tap his entire cycle and then sacrifice them, you get Wooberg. Yeah. Yeah. So those ones are good for burst mana. You might see those like in Storm decks or, or decks that are trying to ramp to some amount of mana specifically, and they want to get their turn sooner. In the same way that they play the the Depletion Lands from Masks, where you... Oh, yes, yes, yes. To, yeah. There's there's a cycle from Fallen Empires as well that come into play tapped, but you can tap and sacrifice them to get two mana of the same color. Dwarven Ruins is the red one that I play in Zada, yeah. because you want to get to that burst mana value, whatever that is, five or six or whatever, to Storm sooner. And, and these rocks let you do that. Yeah, Ramos, so, baby. And they look cool also. The next ones. The next ones, I'm going to lump them all in. And I'm, i am got to look at my screen to read them all. They're the banners, the key runes, the lockets, the clue stones, and the crystals. So I don't, I don't know if Joe or Tyler is going to have all those on the screen or not. But generally, they all have something to do with drawing cards. Yeah, they, they cost three... They tap for some color or colors of mana, and for some investment, you can get rid of them and turn them into a card. Yes. So generally, people regard these as uh, unplayable, bad in EDH, not good under like any circumstances. Some of them cost three and tap for three different colors. So if you're playing like a shard or a, or a wedge color combination, they give you all of your colored mana. And then you can sacrifice them to draw a card. In the crystals case, you can cycle them. So if you're playing like a cycling deck in three colors or more, you can cycle them away. Mm -hmm. And they provide you value in that way. Specifically, I got an example. Okay. Averna the Chaos Bloom, my Cascade Super Friends deck, mm -hmm. is a teamer deck. And I play the Clue Stones and the Lockets, some combination of those. In that deck, it's Commander Cookout episode 247. I play them in that deck because it's a Cascade deck, but you still need ramp. Right. And if all my ramp is just regular one and two drop mana rocks, Cascading into those sucks. Oh, like, man. trust me, I've done it. Oh, man. Cascading into a Talisman or a... Not a Talisman, a... a, a, a two. 
one, tap them, get one of a guild colors. What are those called? Uh, signet. Signet. Yes. Oh my god, that sucks. You know what? Cascading into a soul ring sucks. Three wishes or rampant growth suck. Yeah. So what I do is I cascade into a locket or a clue stone because if I super late game cascade into a shitty old mana rock, I can cash that in and draw cards off it and cascade again. That's why those are in there. They ramp me early in mid mid game, let's say, to to late game where my cascaders are. And then I can cash them in for card draws if I accidentally cascade into them. Yeah. Because you got the tops and you got the scroll racks and you got the scry cards. But you don't, sometimes you, you're cascading blind and you just hit a mana rock. Yeah. So those let me cash in. There's dragon monument cards that turn into a, like, um, like Otarka's monument oh, yeah. or, or uh, Ojutai's monument mm-hmm. or whatever. They turn into like four, four dragon creatures. So if you're playing a dragon deck, your dragon deck that's trying to get to seven or eight isn't going to care if your mana rock costs one, two, or three. Yeah. Or four in Thran Dynamo's case. Because you're not doing much before then anyway. So those dragon monuments are good because they turn into dragon creatures. And that might be important in a dragon deck. And dragons are cool. Oh, just like dragons horde. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about Dragon's Horde. Oh, you got that one? That's on your list? Oh, yeah, it is. Not his top five list. No spoilers. But Dragon's Horde is really, really cool. I like that card a lot for a lot of reasons. Okay, so those are the cycles that I wanted to draw attention to. Did we talk about the totems? Oh, the totems are on my list. That was the last one. Okay, because the totems, I think, are really, really interesting in that they show the the range of things that they can do with a three-drop mana rock. And in this case, these are the time spiral cards that they took a bunch of really iconic creatures from Magic's past and just stuck them on mana rocks. So let's say um, Chronotog yep. is Chronotog Totem. Yep. Phyrexian Negator is uh, Negator Totem. Phyrex, Phyrexian. Phyrexian totem. totem. And then there's... Phyrexian Giant well, or something? It, it's it's phonetically Phyrexian Giant, but it's Four-Eyesian Giant Four. because it's yeah. Evil Giant of Four Eyes or whatever from Alpha and Beta or whatever. Yeah. And they made... Phorizian totem. Oh, and it, it turns into a creature that can block two creatures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. super cool. And I've played that card because it's a three drop mana rock that gave me red in my big red burn deck that could block creatures. Yeah. It's it's good. It's cool. And it, it's just, it, it shows the space. Those ones aren't necessarily the best. Like Weather Seed totem isn't amazing. But... I'm surprised you even remembered. What's, right. the, what's the name of the, the white one? Isolated Watchtower? <laughs> What? I think. Totem? <laughs> Iceland Watchtower Totem? No, I'm thinking of it because it turns into a, like a watchman. It turns into a dude too, but I don't know what the totem is. Oh, man. I it doesn't know. matter what the totem is, but the, the point is none of them are incredible, but it does show that like, hey, we can put this neat creature that you might remember on this mana rock and somebody will play it or think it's funny. That's thematically including something, not mechanically including something. Yeah, it's just right? something neat that, that's good. Like, Who's who actually ever cashed in their their turn to give their Chronotog totem plus three plus three? Oh, Not man. their Chronotog, their Chronotog totem. totem. Yeah, because it can only be activated once. Oh man! So it's either well, what you... was what was the combo? Chronotog and Stasis. You just always give up your turn and keep your opponents tapped down. Yeah, because you cash out your turn, thereby not drawing a card, and then you Stasis lock everybody. So they can never untap, and you deck your entire opponent. Isn't that an amazing game? Does that sound awesome? It's fantastic. Don't you want to do that right now? Let's move into some 
three drops that we play. Okay. I've got a list. Okay. I think you've got a little bit of a list too. In my brain. And a, and a bunch of them are going to be crossovers. Yeah. Okay. So I've got Basalt Monolith. It's a three drop that you can untap for three mana. Oh, yeah. There's a, all kinds of combos you do with that, right? Oh, yeah. Wake Thrasher. Yes. If you can make your uh, the untap cost less, you can tap it and untap it infinitely. Yes. Which is very good. Yeah, there are several ways to turn that into an infinite mana outlet. Does it does it add three and untap for three? No, how does it, how does it work? Basalt Monolith is tapped. It taps for the exact same amount of mana that it costs to untap it. That's why. Oh, it taps do, for one and untaps for one, right? Or well, one or two, or I think it's. Two. I never it's remember. It's two or three. It doesn't matter. You tap it and untap it, and then it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. You put you put what is it? Empower artifact on it or something, and you just win. That's or or Zerta the Dawn Waker something. Yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah, you just win with it. Yeah, it's a yeah. good one. <laughs> Podcasting professional professional. Yeah, we don't need to know what all the cards do. Nobody knows what all the cards do. There's like 178 three-drop mana rocks in the game. So many to choose from. Yeah, well, here's here's one that we do know what it does. This is Cursed Mirror. Oh, I love Cursed Mirror. That's this a good is, one. This is red, two, enter, three. enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature, untap it, it gains no. haste. No, it it, beco- it comes into play as a copy. <laughs> oh, yes. yes, that's what it is. It comes into play as a copy of a creature, yes. and then it turns back into a mana rock after you've used said creature. Yes. Very cool. So you, you ramp and ramp and ramp and ramp with your zero and one and two drop rocks, and you play like your big commander, six, six, eight, eight, whatever, yeah. and I go, cursed mirror. Your guys tap because you attacked with it because it obviously has haste because boots because yeah. you ramped into boots. Of course yeah. you did. And I go, my cursed mirror is that and I'll hit you with your own guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope as hell. Yeah. Hell Su- yeah. Super is. cool. So I like that one. How about, and these two, I, I really do think that these two, out of all the crappy ones that I mentioned, I think that these two might have gotten outclassed because we've got relatively good access to Shocklands and fetch lands, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of very serviceable two color lands in Commander now and Triomes. This is Chromatic Lantern and Coalition Relic. What do you think? I never really liked Coalition Relic. Mm. I always thought it was kind of just sort of meh. Even in Atraxa, even in Atraxa, mm. don't even play it in Atraxa. I do think that Chromatic Lantern still holds some value and a place in a deck because it does turn your shitty fetches like your terramorphic expanses mm. and evolving wilds into whatever land color you want. Yep. And it's just on a budget, it will fix your mana base all by itself. You Perfectly. shouldn't you shouldn't lean on it, but three mana for perfect mana for the rest of the game as long as that thing stays in play is not something to be shaking a stick at. I think that we look at how serviceable mana bases are now and how bend overable to blood moon everybody's mana bases now (laughs) and just forget that this chromatic lantern can just it just fixes you fixes me and i can still play basics yeah and and i don't have to spend the money on the expensive shock lands or or fetch lands yeah like if you don't have any of those cards then chromatic lantern is going to make your deck more consistent and if you do have all of those things chromatic lantern is still going to make your deck more consistent i suppose so it's a it, it, i think that people do think about it yeah we don't really need this anymore but i mean maybe you don't but you never you know you, don't, you never not need it either here's here's two more that that people 
seem to think are going by way of the past. This is Commander Spear that we've already mentioned. As being good. Three drop that you tap for any color and you can sacrifice it to draw a card. Don't have to tap and sack, just sack. Very notably. So if it is tapped and then artifacts are destroyed like Vandal Blast or whatever, just cashed in for yeah, a card. Give me a card, yeah. That's good. That's good. And extra planar lens. This is the imprint one Ooh. where you exile a card uh, from your hand, right? That shares from from play, from play. Mm-hmm. But all the other lands on the battlefield that share a name with the exiled card tap for two. Yeah, that's that high risk, high reward magic that we talked about yesterday. Where like I've seen people get just blown all the way out. With an extra planar lens. Why? Well, because like in the example I'm talking about, the guy put a snow covered mountain. Yeah, on and that it. was that was the trick of old is put snow play snow covered because nobody plays snow covered. Right? Yeah, exactly, and then but somebody else was doing the snow covered thing too. So buddy plays extra planar lens, sacrificing one of his lands. Other guy takes his next turn. Now he has eight mana instead of four. Mm. Plays his whole turn. And by his whole turn, I mean play six mana worth of stuff and then use the last two to kill the extra pointer oh, lands. Just shatters it, hey? <laughs> Fantastic. It was so good. It was just, it was so perfect. Like the, why don't you, why does nobody play Mana Flare? That's why nobody plays <laughs> Mana Flare because yeah. you always get screwed when you yes. do. An extra pointer lands, I think, is kind of in that that thing now. And because people aren't playing as many basics and all that kind of stuff, I feel like it's kind of lost some of its luster, rightly or wrongly. Because mm. I still think it's a cool card, but I I don't play it very I much suppose either. I suppose it's a fine card in decks that run a lot of basics. Yeah. And there are more regular basics than snow-covered basics. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing mono whatever, and you've got snow-covered matters in the deck, scrying sheets or some snow-covered removal something. Yeah. Why not run extra planar lens? Because it's a mana doubler. Yeah. And more often than not, it will give you the bonus and not your opponent. Yeah, that probably won't hose you. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. It's a solid card. Yeah. Okay, well, what about this one? This is Heraldic Banner. Oh. This is this is one that I do play still. This is a three oh. drop. You name a color. Creatures of the chosen color you control get plus one plus oh. And it taps to add a mana of that color. Man, I screw this one up all the time. Because I always think it's a creature type. <laughs> but it just it taps for one mana of any color to play that creature, and all that creature type gets bigger. That's what I always think when I see that card. I'm always wrong, so I always windmill slam it and scream slug in Toxril, and then they go, "Why did you say that?" You're and, supposed to say black. Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, black, black." I meant, <laughs> I meant black, not slug. <laughs> and then then when everybody laughs like that, and that's that's where we go. I like heraldic banner. That's a cool one. I think that people do like that one too. Mm-hmm, that, that's mm-hmm. a good one because pumping is valuable. It's a cool anthem, and it's a it's mana rock. That's I think that's all that, good. That's again that that design space that we talked about. Where it's a three drop mana rock that pumps your whole team. What? Well, well, let's let's talk about some design space that we're never going back to. Okay, this is metal worker. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. This is a three-drop mana rock. No, it's a hundred and some dollar three-drop mana rock. It's probably the most... This and one of the next ones is probably the the most expensive ones. Metal Workers 3 for a creature. It's like a one-two or whatever. It doesn't matter. You tap it and reveal artifacts from your hand. (laughs) And for each artifact you reveal from your hand, how many mana do you get? Two or three? I think it's two. Is it two or three? I'm pretty sure it's two. I'm I'm looking it up because I never remember. 
Do you got it? or I don't have it. I gotta we'll have find to use it. yours. This is fantastic. I've seen a metal worker power out a turn one Kozilek Butcher of Truth with Lightning Greaves. Guy has Kozilek with Lightning Greaves, attacks Buddy sitting next to me, who has one land. And he goes, oh, I guess I'll... Guess I'll just take it and annihilate four and go down to zero lands. <laughs> oh man, fantastic! It's a one-two, and artifact card in your hand. Add two colorless mana, and uh, it's, yeah, you that's, just that's, reveal that's it. That's you it. reveal like four or five artifacts from your hand, yep. and you get ten mana. Then you play them all, <laughs> or you play Cosmic out of the command zone. It's it's brutal. And then you draw cards off a of Kozlek, <laughs> and then you can maybe untap your metal worker with your with your unwinding, not your um, voltaic key. What is it? Clock knows? clock of omens. Clock of omens. Clock tap of omens. tap two untapped artifacts to untap target artifact. You just untap your metal worker after you've played your Kozlek and drawn four cards. You tap it again, reveal four more cards that you just drew. Eight more mana. <laughs> like what in the earth? What? This is I don't know. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I'm talking like it's on my top five and five. Not. But it's not and, and I don't want to give out a whole ton of spoilers. It's not because it's 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 actually lots of money. Yeah. Also we, we can right next to it in the list on on edhrec.com is Midnight Clock, which has a power nine card stapled to it. Ooh, that's like, a good one. You play this one. I sure do three drop mana rock with a time twister attached to it. Just for you. Just for you, my friend. Time Twister, special deal on like, now for three mana. For three, <laughs> and in a game of e- like in in regular Magic, yeah, it needs twelve counters. But in a game of of EDH, that's like what three turns? You play that in Atraxa? Sure do. Very excellent because it's really good, and it's a Time Twister that nobody can get mad about because it's on a three drop mana rock. One of the most powerful cards ever printed. Restricted in vintage. Costs like. $800. Uh, Time Twister's like fucking like $4,000. It's gone up way more <laughs> since I looked at the prices of Power you know what? 9 cards. Whenever I've been in games, like cube games, or even commander games where Power 9 cards come out, I've never been mad. Yeah. Never been mad because that's the expectation going in. You manage your expectations. And and and, and even even I'm playing against a Narset player one time in Vegas and, and he drops thing, 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 wheel of fortune, thing, 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 extra attack, thing, 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 time twister, thing, thing, thing. I'm like, okay, well I guess I lose. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, getting back to Metal Worker, and, and there's a couple other creature three mana rocks. Yeah. We've got and we've played these on, on Commander Cookout. We've played uh, Palladium Mirror. It taps for two. Yep, three drop that taps for two. It's like a mini metal worker. It's like a, a fixed, but also crappy Sol Ring. Oh, yeah, our fixed or crappy metal worker. Much crappier metal worker. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also Cathodian. When it dies, you get three mana to your mana pool. Oh, yeah. And not traditionally a mana rock, because like it doesn't give you mana when you cast it. But in the Junk Diver and Mirror Retriever artifact decks with cost reduction and sacrifice like Kirk Clan Ironworks or our next mana rocks, you can cycle those and you can continue to make mana over turn, over turn, over turn with your Cathodian because yeah. it dies and gives you mana. That's right. So those are just cool little things. We wanted to include them. But uh, Metal Worker, I just looked it up, 161 Freedom Unit Ooh. dollars uh, for a gold-bordered one is like 40 So it's like I didn't want to put I didn't want to put a card that expensive on my top five. Jeez. Yeah. Plus, it's reserved list. 
Um, there, yeah, that makes there everything. Makes yeah, sense so f f that card. On to the last, the last, uh, I guess two, three drops that I wanted to talk about. Okay, altars. Oh yeah, the altar of Phyrexia. Yeah, not altars like show up every Thursday on our Facebook page, but like altars, altar of Phyrexia, and, Phyrexian altar, and Ashnod's altar. Yeah, these are. Among the most powerful three, among the most powerful artifacts in the format, never mind three drop mana rock. Yeah. They, they represent usually the backbone of a combo Mm -hmm. or a free sack outlet, Mm -hmm. thereby letting you skirt things like removal because you sacrifice for a benefit, wrath of gods, or if they're not the part of the combo because they're generating mana for you, the thing that you're sacrificing for free is it's got a dies trigger or something else has a dies trigger like a grave crawler, like an aristocrat, and yeah. then you can get your grave crawler back, right? Yeah, or, yeah. They are anybody who's ever seen one of those played. I'm going to say played properly or well knows exactly how good those are. And even if you're not playing them with some kind of a backbreaking combo, that they're really, really good. They're really, really good. So good that when people know that they're that good, you almost have to be careful when you play them. It's like, yeah. it's you can't just run them out there. Oh, turn three, I have three mana. I'm going to run it out there because on turn six, when I cast my commander, then I'll win. No, you got to wait till like turn nine where you can cast your commander and and your Ashnod's altar on the <laughs> yeah. same turn, so you can do it all at once yeah. when everybody else is tapped out, right? I, I used to play Ashnod's altar in my Noran deck just because I had one, and it makes so many tokens, right? And I could oh, sack the yeah. tokens, to, and it was just there to sack my shitty tokens to get mana, and it always got turfed. It got turfed so often that I just cut it and played something else. Well, yeah, because you, in Noran, and this is just like regular case deck that isn't designed to take advantage of the rock. Yeah. Or do the combo with it. Noran ETBs or leaves, you're getting tokens, whatever they are, doesn't matter. They're one ones. And you use them to block. Yeah. So you don't die. Yeah. You re- you land your Ashnod's altar and you go sacrifice nine tokens. Comet storm you for 18. Yeah, baby. You you die. It's like he was there for that one. Comet storm you for 18, and I'll pay one to multi-kick it just out of my pile of mountains that I have. Kill you too. Yeah. And you don't even mean for it to happen, but because it's a free sack outlet that gives you a very valuable resource in the game, mm-hmm. you just automatically win. <laughs> yeah. So those Not are... Not that that's ever happened. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. It, that, that actually is a, that is probably a true story, to be honest. Yeah. So do you think, do you think that we've convinced the three cmc haters i know that there's some three cmc haters in the in the cco discord dang dang they're they're being infiltrated by other content creators saying that they're no good and do you think that we've convinced anybody that three cmc rocks have a very meaningful place in the format of course we did we're really smart and we're really articulate and that's all we've been talking about for the last 45 minutes (laughs) so yes okay well Couple things. Okay. I want to reiterate the thanks to the Kickstarter supporters, to the patrons, to all the people in the community that help us do this. 
And I've said it on the show. I've said it in person to people at events. It does take a little village to raise a podcast. It sure does. And all the support is very meaningful to Brando and I and, and helps us do the, the things and all the stuff. So and big our thanks. village is the best because it has a roller coaster. And that's true because you can see it on the play map. Well, go get one. Get one right now. We, we got one. It's on the floor. <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. That's fucking cool. You guys helped us do that. Yeah. So That's amazing. When you get them, when you get your shirts and your stickers and your play mats and stuff, make sure that you get onto Twitter, you get onto Facebook or like group chats or discords, whatever you're a part of, show it off. Uh, there's also this little snake that my kid brought in here. It was hanging up on the tripod before. <laughs> Big thanks for, for that. Big thanks to Fusion for helping with the shipping. Again, if there's any issues, I don't know if I mentioned it today or yesterday, if there's any issues, get a hold of us via email, commandercookout at gmail.com or DM me on the Discord or DM me on Twitter or whatever. We'll fix it and make it right for you or as right as we can. <laughs> <laughs> because we do want uh, we do want people to be happy with the stuff that they receive. We want them to like and use and show off the stuff, the tokens, the stickers, hang up the prints, use Wear the, the shirts. Use the monarch big print as your monarch token in <laughs> oh, the game. That'd be cool. I think that's why so many people used like pick that print is <laughs> is to get the big uh It wasn't because it had my fucking face on it i don't uh, think probably so. not hey i wouldn't yeah that's that's very true <laughs> final thing i want to say before brando's final thought of the Ooh. day is don't forget to watch all the socials we've got our secret layer call time two hyper two yep. foil giveaway going on you just have to like and share that and we super appreciate that and we want to give it away because it's it's worth a hundred and some bucks now and, and there's a couple of unplayable six drops in there Oh, yeah, if you don't play three drops, man, fuck, you're not going to like this giveaway. <laughs> but watch for that and watch for our socials when we start to put the the, the Kickstarter stickers because we have extras and the new stickers and the new spice calculator on Commander Cookout. Lots we haven't busted one of those out in a while. We eh? haven't popped that out in a long time. Yeah. And there's lots of happy and exciting stuff happening in the nation. Yes. And we're glad that you're all here. We're glad that you're all playing Three Mana Rocks to be here because they're fun and they're interesting. And not to be overlooked in the face of eternal efficiency because it's not all about efficiency. Sometimes it's about being interesting and having fun and having somebody go, what the hell is, why are you even doing that? <laughs> yes. Right? That's fun. It's fun when somebody says, What? What? Did you really paint that ambiguity's border black so that I would have to read it? <laughs> yes. In fact, no. I paid Ryan to do it. <laughs> That's another true story that you'll only you're only gonna hear on shows like Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! <laughs>